Jim Crenn, No Restrictions with Todd DeFazio. It's Jim Crenn, No Restrictions. We're at Bloom's Cigars, and we are brought to you by Bloom's Cigars on the south side. Stop into Bloom's and grab a smoke or hang out with Mark. It's the greatest cigar shop in the city you'll absolutely love it we're also brought to you by yenzer cards yenzer cards available at your local giant eagle most of your local giant eagles uh, check out your yenzer card it's a real pittsburgh thing and we have a special guest coming on later in the show uh the man who came up with the idea of yenzer cards my friend uh dick roberts who's the communications pr guru in the city i call you i call him guru but we'll talk about that as he comes comes in uh, I picture him with like a Swami hat on and the whole thing. But anyway, we'll talk about that. The answer cards, we'll talk to Dick later on in the show. Uh, and now we're going to kick off with uh, a, a serious, on a serious note. Uh, you know, don't like to start on a serious note, but this is kind of serious. Uh, do you know, do, do you uh, know a guy uh, by the name of uh, Jonah uh, Falcon? Do you know who this is? No, uh, no, I have no idea. Well, uh, Jonah, Jonah Falcon. Uh, is a uh, his his uh, he has a record. He's a record holder, and he has the uh, biggest phallus unit. Oh, yeah, in in the world. Uh, it is r- recorded at a thirteen and a half <laughs> inches long, and I say it's serious because he is having a tough time. With the mm, world's bad. biggest unit, because he's an actor, mm. and he says that he became an actor about a, a year ago. He got a lot of publicity for having the biggest unit, and uh, which actually could be a name of his show. The, the big unit. unit, the biggest unit. Uh, that's the problem. The biggest, Todd. But <laughs> anyway, he he just can't get roles. He says the directors feel it's a, a distraction. He's very upset about this. Hollywood has turned on him, he said. On top of it, there's a guy named uh, Carrera, is the guy's name, uh, South America. I don't know where, but he's from South America. But he claims now that he has the biggest unit. Uh, His measures out at 19 inches. Here's the controversy. Good problem to have. Carrera is admitted that he uses weights to stretch it. Oh, so that's Lance Armstrong stuff. That's Lance Armstrong stuff. Exactly. (laughs) It is not right for him to claim that, but yet he gets some acclaim for it. And uh, Jonah Falcon, very mad about that too. He's having a rough week this week. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. But he didn't use chemicals, so well, in in that game, in that game, it is chemical. Stretching is chemical. I didn't know that. Not an expert. (laughs) I'm on the other side of that spectrum. Well, you know, I could relate to the guy. You never see me wear shorts, right, Todd? No, I never have. That's why. <laughs> I mean, his his is so big it has an elbow. I heard. Oh man, that's the rumor. <laughs> his unit gets comped in Vegas, a room. I bet he never rode a bike with shorts on. He doesn't. No, I saw a photo of him. He had like biker shorts. Which why would you wear biker shorts? Yeah. You're now you're bragging. Yes. You don't wear biker shorts. Why would you do that? doesn't make stuff really his unit has a rest stop it's that big it's in, you he said he sl- he slept with several a-list actresses too 
I don't believe. I don't know. I, don't I, I, I saw a picture it. of him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to disagree. I saw a photo of him also, but I don't. I. I don't think he slept with a list. I think he slept with D list, and he thinks they're a. Like I can't imagine like Meryl Streep. No. On an award show. I mean, if you're crying. going, if you're breaking out a list, you got to go names. And she just holds the academy up and says, "Jonah, this is you," you know, or something <laughs> like that. I, crying. Is it I like, don't see Streep doing it. Is it like right? when they go to one of those burger places and you ate the big, the big Montana? You know, you you, uh, you get a T-shirt when it's done. I, said, I, 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 I was the biggest unit. It's scary. I had the biggest. I just, unit. I'm just trying to think what actress he's. I mean, I couldn't imagine like uh, Angelina Jolie. No, not going to happen. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I I can't see it. Right. I, now Lindsay Lohan. Yes. I'm all over that. That's right. Like, that's like a Z I think he slept with Lindsay Lohan or one of the Real Housewives, and he thinks that's an A-list actress. That's yeah. what I'm thinking's going. That's what I think's Maybe. going on. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Isn't it a weird irony that as an actor he can only get small parts? That's his words. His words. <laughs> that was his words. Isn't that strange? Small right. Parts. Yeah. Small parts, big unit. Small parts, big unit. It's a, you know, it's a new podcast we're getting here at the uh, Jim we, we, No Restrictions D- Radio Dick, Dick Roberts is here, and uh, and I got to bring him in because he's dying to talk. I know you're dying to make a comment on this stuff, Dick. And this, you can jump in anytime. Dick Roberts, uh, who's the guy who came up, as I said uh, at the beginning of the show, he's, he's the guy who came with with our Yenzer card idea. He, he walked up to me one day, and he, he said, Jim, what about Yenzer card? Now, Dick Roberts is a, a communications director for several big corporations in the city um and he's been doing it for a lot of years wildly successful well respected and and to work with him is an honor and so it's uh, myself larry richard and my friend rob rogers were all buddies and came together and made these yinder cards and yinder cards and here they are in giant eagle it's kind of cool to come from an idea that you mentioned dick to being in stores right isn't that fun it's been a lot of fun, Jimmy. You know, but first of all, you know, living up to gurus is, is, is hard. I thought you were going to comment on Jonah, on the, but I got <laughs> Well, you know, the thing with Jonah is, you know, it, it's like Bob Lanier from the, when he played for St. Bonaventure. Okay. He wore like a size 19 shoe. They used, really? to say, they used to say that he, his shoes hit the floor and he arrived five minutes later. Wow. That's Jonah. That's Jonah. You know, the unit shows up and then he shows up five <laughs> minutes later. I would think. Bob Lanier's gifted also with that uh, shoe. Well, I, Big right. feet, right? Well, like Dave Parker, the Cobra. That is awesome. The Cobra. The gunner, the gunner dubbed him the, the Cobra because, you know, he saw him in the shower one he day. Saw, is, that, is that the funny story? That is the truth. First time I heard it, I couldn't believe that. You told me along, you told me about a year ago, and I was laughing because as a kid growing up, I'm thinking he's the Cobra because he strikes like a snake. You know, he spats his back. That's what most around like think. a snake. And in the meantime, the whole time the gunner's thinking of the it's his gift, his other gift. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable, huh? Yep. Yeah, it's that's impressive. That's impressive. But back to Yinzer cards, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, I think the four of us have had a lot of fun. Um, they've certainly been well received in the community. Um, you know, as we've talked about. Uh, Yinzer and Jag offer terms of endearment here. It is. It's part of it's, our culture and, and it's our pride. Uh, yeah, of who I mean, we we're, are. We're having fun with this. It is a blast. So, and they're most most giant eagles, right? Most so giant have, eagles. Uh, you know, we'll 
We're adding three new independent stores next week. Mm -hmm. So we'll be up to 45 Giant Eagle stores. So check my uh, way. Our internet my, site's coming up. It's up now, but we're going to be able to, you can go online by a week or so, I would think. Uh, not even. Not even. Uh, so yinzercards.com uh, will be live by tomorrow. Which So by the time this airs, it will be happening. So go to yinzercards.com and check out all of our Yinzer cards, and we'll soon be offering uh, packs and all packs that kind of, of cards, stuff. Packs of cards, assorted packs, birthday packs, mm -hmm. six-pack, uh, and, and then soon after that we'll have T-shirts, coffee mugs, a cornhole game. Oh, yeah, we got a Yinzer cornhole Yinzer cor cornhole game. Uh, umbrellas with, with partly cloudy with a chance of showers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Yinzer uh, cornhole game is going to have like little bean bags uh, shaped like pierogies. That'll that'll be tremendous. Awesome. How about that? We'll yeah. have to take those when we do remotes, Jim. Absolutely, we'll play we'll play cornhole. Set up cornhole, yeah. Yinzer and cornhole. It's, it's a huge game. I'm I'm surprised how many people play cornhole. Like everybody I talk to plays it's cornhole. It's big now. At picnics, tailgating. Yeah, everyone plays cornhole. It's eliminated horseshoes, I think. It's safer. Yes. When you get drunk. And you throw a horseshoe, you can hurt someone. Right. Easier to transport, too. Especially me. I am the worst horseshoe thrower. Can you play horseshoes? I, I love playing horseshoes. I am the worst. I grew I up in Ligonier, so I. Oh, I really? Love Is that a thing? Is that yeah. a thing when you grow That's, up? Oh, that was when big you're out like there. Six or seven or something. It's big it's out time, there in the country. Dick. It's time. Out there in the country. You're going to throw a horseshoe. <laughs> you're a man now. You're seven. And you had to do it. That's it. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember doing it at picnics. I still do it when pic they call me in. It's sad because I always tell people I, I, I'm not good at it. I'm really not. And then I'm, I'm their partner, and they make, get mad at me. Like, <laughs> I, Uncle Ed I, don't get mad at me. Jimmy, I once threw horseshoes in Ligonier with golfer Rocco Mediate. The uh, Rocco Mediate. Uh, the man uh, who uh, is uh, a huge uh, on the PGA and, and actually just lost in overtime or an extra, to Tiger Woods one year in, open, in the ten Open. Ten years ago. The, the open. U.S. Open ten years ago. Which is pretty amazing, actually. And, and his caddy was from Ligonier. Really? So we were together once at a picnic, and I'm throwing horseshoes with Rocco Mediate. Who, who won? You remember? Oh, I definitely beat him. <laughs> of course, you're from Ligonier. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, hometown, I had the hometown advantage. I, I, did, I, I love that area, Ligonier. It's just beautiful there. Great, Great place to grow up. Yep. If uh, you haven't been there, to take a drive, get your wife, your girlfriend, or Take a drive to Ligonier on a weekend someday if you're within striking. Even if it takes an hour and a half or two. I'm serious. It's worth it. Right? Go, go on a Saturday night mm -hmm. to Darlington Inn on Darlington Road in Ligonier. Authentic Hungarian restaurant and buffet. Really? Elizabeth is the chef. I'm in. She's unbelievable. I, well, the food is so good. It's incredible. I, I remember uh, doing a show uh, out that way not about... About a year ago or so, I you know, did a corporate banquet somewhere about a half hour away, from the, in, in that area anyway. I think it was in La, maybe Latrobe area, which isn't too far from there. But anyway, a buddy of mine uh, who is a wonderful uh, writer, uh, we're going to have him on the show sometime, Chris Rodell. He's really talented, really talented. Just did a book on Arnold Palmer. He, he is, yeah, he's an incredible writer. He used to work for the National Enquirer. And... Chris actually put me in the Enquirer a couple times because he knew my grandmother read it. And I said to Chris, I said, you know, that's funny. I said, Chris, this would be bigger than the Tonight Show if I get in the Enquirer for my grandma. He lives in Unity. <laughs> she had me in twice. He lives in Unity, which is near Latrobe. It, it, well, what he, 
the Enquirer, do you remember a publication called the Weekly World News? It was like the, it was, there was the Enquirer, okay, which is the celebrity stuff and all that, but then there was a Weekly World News where it was basically kind of just way out there, made up aliens, picked up this person yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of, it was really funny, actually. It was like, kind of like the onion a little bit in the sense of just using humor stories, like it was real, but it wasn't. And there was a character in there called the Bat Boy. And the Bat Boy was four foot tall, and he was half man, half bat. And he escaped from a a laboratory in Wheeling, West Virginia. (laughs) And he was on the run, and they would always give, like, stories about where the Bat Boy would show up. Like, the Bat Boy would show up at a NASCAR event, a wrestling (laughs) event, and they'd have a photo of him there. (laughs) He's a little guy with wide eyes and little ears, okay? It becomes so big, such a cult thing. And it's still actually out there, the, the, the following for the Bat Boy, believe it or not. That became an off-Broadway play. Correct. Bat Boy the Musical. Bat Boy the Musical. That's exactly <laughs> right. Which people buy and bring to the cities, which as my goal in life, as everyone knows, is to one day bring that to Pittsburgh. And that's, yeah, everybody has a goal, that's mine. And I want to I be in the production with the Bat Boy. I just need <laughs> to find a four-foot-tall person to star. I don't know if they bring... They bring the star. I guess they bring the star since it's traveling. Yeah, okay. Sure. We have him covered. Bat Boy's in. Yeah. Boy, I'd love to meet him, whoever that is. <laughs> but anyway. You could have a walk-on role. That, that's all I want. I just want to walk on, you know. But, uh, but Chris and I, he knew the guy who wrote the Bat Boy stuff. And I would just bug him with the Bat Boy. And I had this whole thing set up. We was going to have him pitch, the bat, pitch this guy. And we thought this could work. And the, the story, and it would be in a week of world news. And the story was that this morning radio DJ in Pittsburgh was taking his garbage out one night, and the Bat Boy bit him. And I start to turn into the Bat Boy. So my ears are growing, <laughs> like in pointy, he had like pointy elf ears and stuff. Like, and I had my picture of my elf ear, and like, it, but then, then the publication stopped. It went out. So it never, never happened. You missed your opportunity. It was huge. <laughs> it was huge. I was on my way. You'd have, been, on, you'd have been global. Let's start it on I'd social been global media. With that. Let's let's uh, let's bring Bat Boy back. Well, he, he's he's always back. He's back. <laughs> he's, he's never left, Todd. He's still around. <laughs> but but uh, we'll have Chris on the show. Uh, absolutely, he's a, he'll be a great guest. You'll you'll love him. Um, you know, changing subjects. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. One of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I'm watching uh, criminal. You watch the show Criminal Minds? I have not. It's cool. It's a good show. It's been on for like 20 years, man. It's like one of those shows forever. And they always have these weird like crime thing. And it was that that whole forensic. They're the they're kind of the behavioral unit. They they figure out the behavior of the criminal. Okay, and they're these experts on behavior and all that thing. Well, this episode from this past season, uh, which is over, and I was watching it on Amazon or something. And the episode was where this guy, this killer, it's always a serial killer. He was drilling. He was drilling. He's killing people, drilling them in the head with a drill or whatever. Well, the one actress said, uh, well, it may be uh, something called uh, trep, trep, trepening, trepening or something. And, and I go, and I'm looking, and I, I was watching it like late at night the other night. Trepanation. That's what she said. I had to look it up. So trepanation. So I'm like, what is this all about? So I, I'm thinking, did, did she make that opposite for the show? I look up trepanation, and it's real. 
now it wasn't what this was this guy being a wacko killed but i'm saying the trepanation was something she threw in there it's where a person drills a hole in their head to get high and there have been there's proof that this practice has started thousands of years ago they found it in skulls and egypt and different places and in these in a little hole in the, in the top, like the top above on the forehead, above the forehead, I think is the preference, I guess. And uh, you drill a hole in your head. So a guy named uh, Joe Mellon, as I start reading more about it, now I have to read more about it, wrote a book. Uh, it's called uh, Borehole. <laughs> he wrote this book in the 70s where he talks about how he drilled a hole in his head and claims it made him lightheaded but not really high but made him lightheaded so do, do you get a local before this i mean well he <laughs> he did do that to him now he did it to himself uh as a note he recommends that people do not try this at home he actually said that in that the interview i read there was an interview with you know the show vice uh they had an interview with this guy on online, hbo hbo that cool show well Go online, look at Vice, type in Joe Mellon, what, what, Mellon Vice, I think it's M-E-L-E-N, I think his name. But, but type in, you'll see, just type in hole in head or whatever, Vice will come up, <laughs> his interview. Well, anyway, <clears throat> by the way, the drilling of the hole in the head, I'm pretty sure Highmark does not cover that. So <laughs> don't even think about it. Anyway, I, I can't imagine Dr. Oz opening the show. Today we're going to do trepidation. <laughs> no, I don't see it. So what is wrong with people? I can't believe that someone would go to that extent to get high. But maybe it's re- replaced lobotomies. I, well, it's not that much. Deep. You don't go that deep, Dick. You don't go all the way to lobotomy. But it, it's, it's supposed to make you happy. I, I just can't imagine this. It's been around thousands of years. Can't they figure out this hasn't caught on for a reason? I mean, if it did, if it really worked, if it really worked, wouldn't it be like a guy in the office right now in accounting going, hey, Bob, you look happy. Yeah, I got my hole drilled in my head this week. I'm real happy. Well, you know, medical then marijuana has been approved, so maybe maybe this has potential. They should, yeah. Didn't have, don't these people, it's probably better to go medical marijuana than drill a hole in your head, you know. It wouldn't, it'd be ridiculous. Wouldn't it be weird? It'd be like, you know, my husband, he sleeps. He snores and he has a whistle in his head. I can't take it. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's the strangest thing I, I couldn't imagine. In, in, in ancient times, it said they did it for headaches. They didn't to have bare headaches. aspirin yet. To relieve, they did it. They thought it was going to relieve headaches. And they also still do it in some remote villages around the world. Some little some countries, I don't know, wherever. Some little villages. <laughs> they can't fly a leave in there. That's why. I, some, some village that they haven't heard of Aleve, Excedrin, or Bear, I guess, but they do it. Well, no, they do it not for the headaches. They do it to let the demons out of the head, which everyone knows that's the way I know to go a few people demons, we could d- drill but a hole in their head. I, what's up, I'm sorry. I said, I know a few people we could drill a hole in their head, let them demons out. This is true. <laughs> I'd be, it's, my friend Chuck, he asked me to get high, he used it as a bong my head. <laughs> Maybe Stanley P. Kachowski might be interested in this procedure. Stanley would just think it completely nuts. You got to be kidding. I need that. I need another hole in my head. <laughs> I, it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe something. This guy, 
he in the interview he he did it with a tool some kind of there's, a, there's actually a tool for this a trepan tool or something which I don't know if you can buy that on Amazon don't even try but anyway he put it in his head and he drilled and he said he didn't the lightheaded thing he didn't think he went far enough so the second time he did it he he did it twice he did it gave himself an aesthetic like you said and he and he got a real drill a, and he drilled it like a regular drill like a black and decker oh, and he went in there deeper and got it and the the writer saw the scar the you know, the interviewer like a little hole scar through it grows so it closes up and he said he was worried about infection and he, and he felt that it made him more confident how about that gave her, it gave him a, a, a deeper understanding that's what he felt although that has to be a little psychosomatic don't you think because if you're going to commit to that there is no way that's commitment there's no way if you'd commit that you'd walk around going it didn't work well if you do right? it wrong i mean wouldn't be really <laughs> you're not going to sit well, at the bar and go yeah i, yeah, I got a black and decker put it in my head drilled it in there did it work nah I'm surprised you get a second shot at it. You're not going to say that. I know. I'm surprised this guy's still alive. <laughs> I, but I, he didn't. He didn't do it a third time. But he said, "I guess two. I guess in, you do it once is enough." There's some weird philosophy to it. <clears throat> he said, "I'd love to hear this guy speak. I got to go check out that show Vice to see if there's an episode. I want to hear him speak because in my head I heard him speaking like a burnout dude, like you know, going, "Hey, mom." He said, <laughs> "Your head." He goes, "When you're a baby." Your skull isn't completely formed, and so you're real creative. He said, and when you get older, your skull... <laughs> he can be part of that. Your skull Speak. grows, and your blood isn't moving, so the hole makes the blood move again. I'm like, you got me. <laughs> he could be part of that speaker series that they have at Heinz Hall. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. You know, Rudy Giuliani, this guy, whatever. Rob, yes. Robert Morse. Robert Morse University presents <laughs> Dr. Would have melon. I'm sure he's Doctor Melon. He had to get something on the internet like that. If you drill a hole in your head, you're gonna have to go on the internet and become a doctor, man. At that some point. degree, you can buy out there. <clears throat> I'd, yeah, I, I'd, if I were him, I'd buy a degree. <laughs> the hell, and do you're right. Well, Joe Hardy does it. Yeah. yeah, Joe Hardy buys those. Uh, oh, I thought he did drip it. I'm like, really? He drove. Well, the, but, he, but the, yeah, yeah, he's like a Duke or something. Oh, that's different. It's a title. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool title. Which I would believe me, if I was a billionaire, I'd buy titles like that all the time. I'd I'm make you guys, Dick, I'd make you guys, and talk. I'd make you call me Sir Cren. <laughs> like, every time you call me Jim, I correct you. Because uh, if you had that much Sir money. Jim, uh, please. How, how many $50,000 watches can you have? you got to have a couple titles. You get tired. Yeah. You get tired. See, that's what John, uh, that Jonah Falcon should do. Just buy a title. You got the large unit who's sad. He shouldn't be sad, by the way. You know? Not right. Just not good. Speaking of sad, I feel bad. You mentioned my man, Anthony Bourdain. I can't believe he committed suicide, man. Yeah. Everyone's talking about this week. And so it's weird because the show's a cable show, but everybody knew him. Isn't it weird? Everyone knows him. U2, Bono wrote a song about him. Really sad when you hear that, man. Really was. I mean, the guy seemed to have life by the balls, and this happens. It's just, you know, a sad thing, man. I mean, he had a very popular show and traveled the world. I and he worked for 20 years like a line cook before he made it, man. And, you know, and all of a sudden he makes millions of dollars and right he seemed happy i mean he had a life everybody watched and said oh my god i love that life right travel the world and eat the greatest foods and have fun it seemed and then that happens but uh, you know i tell you what you know everybody no one's exempt from that you know 
if anyone out there, if you're feeling down or anything, there's always help. There really is. Uh, there's a place I did a, a show, and I start working with this place, uh, Anchor Point Ministries. You know, it's, you don't have to be religious. It's religious, but you don't have to be. To get, it's in North Hills. And if you need to help, Anchor Point Ministries, play, they have therapists there for people that, you know, if you can't afford it, you think you can't afford it, reach out to Anchor Point Ministries in North Hills. They're on the Internet, and it's a really good thing. You, you know, there's, there's always help for you out there. You know, there's always, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's always help, man. So, and ch- changing the subject. Let's talk about a little bit about, uh, pre- I, I don't get political ever, and I'm not, never will on the show. That's my thing. As you know, I preach that all the time. Entertainers should stick to entertaining. I don't give a shit what George Clooney thinks about the economic <laughs> of the world. Roseanne or any of them. Just entertain us. But anyway, uh, President Trump and, and Kim Jong-un met uh, with the peace summit, which was pretty cool, I thought. That, you know, we could have some peace and all that kind of stuff. And it was really nice. It, but the one observation I made was the photos with those two together side by side. They are two big guys. Big guys. And I can't throw stones. I got a little beer gut here. <laughs> My first thought was, I'd love to work out. They, they'd be perfect workout partners for me. Well, they're, they're, they're not missing any meals. No. At LA Fitness, if I worked out with, with President Trump and Kim Jong-un, I would look like a trainer. <laughs> I would look so in shape. President Trump would be like, how do you do it? How do you keep your beer gut like that? How do you do it? I'd be like, genetics. <laughs> like, wow. Can only get there. You just got to keep training, man. It's tough. And, and Kim Jong-un might be one of the few people that are eating in North Korea. This is true. And talk about excess. You're right. You talk about excess. The, the, the story was he brought his own toilet. It was a big thing. He brought his own toilet to the meeting, which is wild, man. And I thought, I thought that's crazy. And I thought, eh, if I was a dictator, I'd bring my Why own not? toilet. I'd bring my own. If you could do yeah, it, if you could bring your own toilet, I'm comfortable in my toilet. I don't really like using other toilets, you know, and I'm sure he sat and thought that, you know, he thought, you know what? I don't like other toilets. I like, can I bring my own toilet? They're like, sure. But what? President Trump was probably like, you know, what? I'm going to bring a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing in no, a bathroom, jacuzzi tub, everything. I'm going to one up him. <laughs> it could have happened. But it went well, I heard. Well, you, you, from what you I read. Know, you know, I mean, you, you could bring your bathroom. You got your groupies. Sure. It's, I, I wonder if he brought it up because he had some private time. I wonder if he brought it up, you know. Did you really bring a toilet? And he probably looked at really, Yeah, double, double flush. Double flush. Well, Trump <laughs> showed him his car, so maybe Kim Jong-un showed him his toilet. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it's something to brag about, I guess. I would brag about it. You know, which he did, obviously. It was in the press, you know, so... <laughs> One thing I wouldn't brag about is taking a selfie with a bear. That's a story I read this week. A guy in Alaska got mauled by yeah. a bear taking a selfie with a bear. I don't recommend that at all, that and trip handing. You're drilling a hole in your head. Two, my two recommendations for the show today, don't do either of those. Selfie with a bear, I don't get that. I don't know why he took a selfie with a bear. You know... Probably had the opportunity and did said, he well, already have a hole in his head go? to do that? What's that, Dick? This can't go. This can't go too wrong. No, he probably <laughs> thought, "Hey, this is going to go viral." It's my Facebook picture. I'm in Alaska, right? What else did I do? Saw some fisheries. Went on a salmon boat. Selfie with a bear would be the topper. 
the he grizzly. Got, he gets mauled. Well, you know what? It reminded me of a movie I saw. I don't know if you saw this movie, guys. It's called Grizzly Man. And it, was a, it won all kinds of awards. Warner Herzog made it back in about, I think it was like 2005. You can get it on Amazon or somewhere. I'm sure you can grab it. It's worth getting and renting this movie. Uh, it's a guy named uh, Timothy Treadwell. He did a documentary. It was supposed to be a, like an interesting documentary about a guy who was like the bear whisperer. Like he would go to Alaska every summer and he would live amongst the grizzly bear. Well, once the summer he films him, he films him over a couple, whatever, and hers like, he got eaten, he got eaten by a bear. One of the bears ate him, which uh, goes back to my point. I've mentioned it on the show uh, a while back, and I do mention this every time I talk to someone. Just because you name a wild animal Chuckles doesn't make, doesn't make him friendly. Uh, yeah. No. Doesn't change his personality. No. You name the bear Buddy, he's not your buddy. And that's what he did. Uh, in the movie, when you see it, he, like, has these bears all summer. And he does that. He names them. Like, oh. And he's, like, real. Seems like a real nice guy. I felt bad. Because he's, like, you know, oh, here's Riley. Hi, Riley. And here's Rowdy. And here's Rowdy. And he goes over to Rowdy. And, and he's, like, with the bear. Like, he's basically petting it and, and talking to it and whatever. And these bear, these are grizzly, not black bear, but a grizzly bear. Big and Big. angry. Oh, yeah. So they're hanging with him, and he's, like, saying how he was able to break the barrier of – and all these environmentals are, like – even in a documentary, you cut in, go, oh, this is crazy. You shouldn't do this. This is a wild animal. And he would just say no. And he, and he was successful at this for a while. He was starting to get a huge reputation of going out. And then what happened was uh, one summer, Rowdy got tired of salmon. And he discovered human, crunchy on the outside, gooey on the middle. Love him. But he went, boom, ate him. Well, maybe Rowdy got upset because he, he ran out of weed, and he supplied the weed to the Grizzlies. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, he, Timothy probably had to have had indulge in some herb to do this. But you when you you got to see this show. It's the weirdest thing ever. That sounds crazy. Where he does succeed, in a sense. To be friends with it, but remind you, you just can't be buddies with a wild animal. It's like people who have exotic pets, like that, do you know anyone ever has, has a crazy like pattern like that? You know that anyone? usually doesn't end well. No, no. There, I was on a celebrity softball team thing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a quasi celebrity here, quasi. And it, but, but I was on this celebrity softball team, and there was a girl, uh, a, a stripper, or as I like to call, dancer was at the game and but she had a a leopard little small one and i it was like big as a kid but it was a real leopard i said you have a leopard and that was her pet and i found out they took it off or they get fired someone wise them yeah found out but because i had to follow up on that leopard but she had the leopard for a while and i'm thinking there are people out there who do this who get leopards and think they're going to become pets or Right? I mean, there's pot belly pigs, but, you know, they're not going to kill you. Would you do that? Yeah, I mean, well, Siegfried and Roy, remember? I used to, when we go to Vegas, man, you just see that the, they have a video. They had a video of them with their tigers at their house. There was a video of the tigers at their home, and they would swim with the tiger, and all, and all of a sudden he got bit, unfortunately. But that's part of the game, man. They're still no, wild that was, animals. You mean one of the entertainers? Who was that entertainer in Vegas that uh, there were those two guys and... Siegfried and Roy. Oh, that was that. Yeah. That was Siegfried. That's what I was yeah. yeah, Siegfried Roy. 
in in Roy, one of the Tigers got startled. I was I I was at I saw one of their show one of their last shows. Uh, Hetty and I we got married in Vegas, uh, so we go out there once a year or so. You know, back to the scene of the crime. You know, so we got to Vegas, and, and this is obviously years ago that we saw the show. It was always sold out, and I was like in the third row. And I just thought the same thing. I'm thinking, these tigers, man. What if one of these tigers just jumps on me? He just mauls me. You know, he looks out in their room and he goes, that guy's got fried mozzarella and a margarita. Boom. And he goes for my food, goes for me. Thinking, I, and they, they don't. They, they, they weren't drugged or anything. They're like, you know. So I would think that first. I wonder if they're like drugged up. But they're not. There's, and, and like I said, the video had them swimming with them, the whole thing. And they still, they never blamed the tiger. Montecourt. Right. I remember that. And I saw the tiger. They had him in a thing at the hotel where they performed. I can't remember which hotel it was, but Mirage. They had him in a cage at the Mirage and had Montecourt because they didn't blame him. They had him there. You can go see Montecourt. I think passed away, I think, recently. But, but, but I would saw him, man, and that's pretty wild, huh, to forgive the tiger. I mean, that tiger could have looked out and said, hey, that guy smells like a pierogi. And boom, he's gone. He forgave him, which is good. Always forgive. But still. And he wow. lived, thank God. Yeah. You know. But I wonder if they, like, well, I, I don't, I wonder if they still, I don't know if any still have tigers in their homes. I wonder if they do. You think they do? I, I bet you somewhere there is. I'll bet they, they, they have a little little barrier now. I mean, there was I bet that, they're not at the breakfast table like they used to be. But even like that, monkeys. You lose breakfast privilege. People have monkeys as, as pets and they could be dangerous. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, because I mean, there was that woman. Like a that, chimpanzee? Yeah, that ripped, uh, yeah, she got her face ripped off once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember that story. That's not good. No. Yeah, chimpanzee, that could be wild. You know, I really, you know, deep down, you know, I'm an animal guy. I, everyone knows I love animals and everything. And I wanted, for the longest time, a monkey. I wanted a monkey, like a little monkey, like a squirrel monkey. And this is before I met Hetty. I was single, and I was on the radio maybe for a year or two. And I say this on the air, and sure enough, I get a phone call. And there was a guy selling his monkey. And he was like, for $1,500. So he said, okay. So come up to the station. And we're on the air. And a little monkey comes in, and the monkey's named uh, Stella. And she had a little dress on. Cutest little thing ever. And I'm thinking, I picture myself with this monkey. You know, this is my buddy. I could be in Stella. I picture it on my shoulder, walking in the you know park house on North Side, getting a beer, or needs bar. Me and Stella, I get a fish sandwich. She gets fries. I get the sandwich because I don't know if monkeys like fish. Maybe they do, but I know they love fries. But anyway, so I'm I'm, I'm sitting there, and Stella comes in, and and she's on a little leash, like you know, which I would not put her on a leash. So Stella is just staring at me. You know, and this guy's talking about the monkey, blah, blah, blah. And he lets the leash go. And Stella jumps up on my lap. And I had a bag of M&Ms in front of me and a Coca-Cola. She ate my freaking M&Ms and drank my Coke. <laughs> right in front of me. Just boom. Making herself at home. She starts eating them and she grabs the Coke and drinks a swig. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I just, I don't know if I can do this. I can live with Miss Stella. Stella, I'd be, you know, get my food. Stella's jumping to eat my food. 
So I don't know. So I passed on the money. I was, you know what I thought too at that point? I thought if I'm going to monkey at that point, I was like, you got to get a kid. You got to bump up to get a kid. If I'm going to have to take care of it, like, because you have to take care of it. It's a lot to take care of. It'd be like a lot of little it's condo. Not easy. The like what? Like a little condo. It's for, yeah. yeah. It would have to have its own little condo. That's yeah. true too. I'd had to get, build a cage or get a yeah. cage for it, like a big cage for Stella, which in my my house was apartment at the time. She <laughs> would have half the apartment would have been hers in the cage. It wasn't big. We'd have to find out if our friends at Animal Friends have uh, a monkey. Want to have monkeys? They got rabbits there. I know that. If dogs, cats, and rabbits. But not mon- By the way, a uh, portion of the proceeds Yinzer cards goes to Animal Friends. So They're our good friends. They're good friends. They're the greatest. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick to dogs, cats, and rabbits. I think if you have a squirrel monkey out there, that's awesome. You know, because it's a lot of care and they're wonderful. But, but it'd be it'd be tough. On, on people. If you're thinking of getting one, look into how much you have to care for. You want to give it the best possible care if you get one. And maybe you could have one as a guest on the show. That would be key. If, yeah. He already has them. Yeah, if you got a squirrel monkey out there, if you got a squirrel monkey out there, even if you don't, just you want to chat and just you know send me an email. Yeah. Yeah. Go go to jkren at email dot com. J k r e n n at email dot com that's our our email for no restrictions now if you have a, a squirrel monkey or something or a little or maybe another name for a little monkey i don't know if you got one email me for sure because i'd like to invite you to the show because i'd like to see it you know stella and i did get along really well by the way even but though she stole your e- even be i went above it i i was a big man about it i didn't complain or anything like that have a nice forever cigar i need a little monkey with a cigar he have a little cigar too you know like it would fit him <laughs> And he and I just sitting on a porch together with a cigar. The dogs might get mad. Well, now you could ride the dogs like a horse. My one, I have a shepherd. Put a little saddle <laughs> on my shepherd. That would be amazing. I'd have a whole sideshow at my house. Right. If he's on it, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It could man. be part of your stand-up uh, show. <laughs> Me and the monkey walk up on stage, man. <laughs> That'd be beautiful, man. <laughs> it would kill. Get him a little Steeler shirt. Wouldn't it kill? Except when the monkey wants a bigger cut. Yeah. Well, like, and you, and you know that's coming. He sits me down, like you know. Listen, I'm bringing a lot to the show, and you know that'd be coming. And I'm just not working for M and M's anymore, buddy. All right, and Coca Cola, I had enough, and that's how he, the monkey, would talk because of cigars. Yeah, get him like a little Franco <laughs> Harris jersey or something. Well, Todd, <laughs> you know me now, and you damn well. If I had a monkey, he'd be wearing a Steeler jersey <laughs> every day of the week. All right. Yeah. He'd have one every day, home and away. We'd switch up on Franco, Rocky, get some Big Ben in there, you know, right. and Tony. I'd have every jersey for the little yeah, monkey. A little juju. People would wonder what jersey he has on today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's still, deep down, I really want a little monkey still, I guess. I have to talk to Hetty about that. You know, she'd, but she'd be all right with that. She probably would be. She wouldn't go. She would probably go for it, to <laughs> tell you the truth, man. Like, I guess I'll stick my, you know, for now, I'll stick with the dogs and cats. Yeah. You know, do you have, do you have a dog? We do. We have a, a, a corgi. Little corgi. Little corgi. Little Welsh corgi. I love corgis. Yep. They're a herding dog. So they, they, okay. when our girls were young, uh, she would herd them up the steps for bed and bath time and so forth. Really? She's, okay, that, she's on the job. She, are, they, are they particular or finicky at all, those dogs? No, they really aren't. No. Yeah, they're great dog. Not demanding uh, or anything. Just, they just want you to go when they want you to go. Really? You know, they, like they're you used to the sheep. And they're done with you. Yeah, like they're, they're used to the sheep. And, and then go. And, and they herd them, and she does the same thing to people in our house. Like Larry, my chihuahua, 
he and, and I have talked about Larry on the show. He's very uh, uh, particular on things. Larry doesn't like the sun. He's a mix of a chihuahua and something else, but he does not crazy about sunny days. And I bought him a hat, and he doesn't Sunglasses. like to leave the house without his hat. It's weird. Like, he'll just, like, growl and stand there. And I put the hat on. He's happy. He's ready to go. Like, the leash is fine, but he knows he, he wants his hat. It's like a little sun hat. I'll maybe post a, a picture when, uh, maybe, for you. Maybe it's a fashion show. statement he's I, trying to make. It could be part fashion. He does get a lot of compliments when he wears the hat. You're right, Dick. He gets a lot more attention with the hat. But he doesn't like to leave the house and has a little hat, man. It's weird. It's, style, it's the way it is. It's, the dogs are in, so interesting to me. It cracks me up, man. It makes me laugh. But, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of strange. They all have their quirks. They all got their quirks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Dick, you... Uh, you and I, with the, with the Yinzer cards and, and Rob and Larry, it is so much fun uh, doing this, man. And like you said, we're going to keep putting new ones in. You know, we just registered, we just wrote a bunch of new ones. We're trying to we have new ones coming out soon. Yep. So you just got to go to your local Giant Eagle. Yeah, look for uh, we got a Pittsburgh Fashion and a Pittsburgh Fireworks uh, cards coming out soon. Because we love we love our fireworks in Pittsburgh. You can't. Uh, Todd is like a gonna break a record we're working on it. i'm gonna give a little tease here todd all right todd's gonna break a record he his own record todd's a record holder in a lot of things like eating he's an eating competitor and uh competitive eater and he is going to break his record of having the most fireworks strapped to his body which he has done before right yes the current record is 15 well so, you can beat that yeah we're gonna go like sure 20. and it's his own record he has already done it i've seen video of this Yep, recordsetter.com. When is I where saw that, I immediately said, Todd, you have to work with me, <laughs> please. <laughs> that sealed the deal. So, yeah, we do love our fireworks, though. Yeah, man. And, and you said, and, and you didn't get injured or anything, you said. Uh, it's, it a cal- it's a calculated stupid. It's a little bit of, yeah, don't do that at home, by the way. Again, <laughs> yeah, don't. Everything don't I say on this show, don't <laughs> do at home. How about that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But you can learn something new every week on the show. That's that's the good part. This is an educational show. Uh, We're shooting for NPR. I think we're going to be syndicated on soon because we're giving so much information out, so much education. Uh, It's kind of like a Rosetta Stone kind of thing. We're teaching almost a new language (laughs) with this thing. Well, you can get funding for that. We're getting (laughs) funding. Wouldn't it be cool? (laughs) We're at the point where, you know, this is brought to you by the Hillman Foundation. Right. No, just yeah. like NPR. Just like NPR, man. A little piano music in the intro, and I come in and just, you know, chat. And I love it. I love it. So and we have a promotion uh, coming up for Yenzer Cards. Uh, do we have the date yet for that? Is it for uh, sure? It's going to be, looks like it's going to be the first week of August. And it'll be we're, a giant eagle. We'll announce In Waterworks. This will be a party. We're going to throw like a Yenzer party. Yenzer birthday party. Which you guys all invite to. And I'll give you all the details in July 13th. Stand up! I'm doing at Karma Club. Karma uh, tickets will be available really soon. Uh, maybe up by the time the show airs. Just check uh, check um, a Facebook fan page and uh, JimCran.com. Appreciate everyone watching the videos. By the way, I've been having a blast on those videos the past year on the fan page. Man, it's been a ton of fun. And so we're back at Blooms. We were at uh, Todd's house last week. Did you get the pull up? Pulls up and ready to go. We're when are we doing a pool podcast? We gotta do one next time. Uh, yeah, huh? man. Pretty we'll soon. Pull side. I want to get a poop emoji uh, raft to sit on while we do it. All right. Can we invite <laughs> everybody? I tell yeah. you. Yeah. Jkren at email dot com. If you want to go to the pool party, I'm putting together. 
<laughs> All right, at Todd's house that he doesn't know about. He just found out. You get a food sponsor and just yeah, jkren at email dot com. Just email me and say, Jimmy, I want to go to the pool party at Todd's house that you're putting together, and it's fine. And don't worry, my swimsuit's a one piece. <laughs> Iron City would be a good sponsor. I love right? Iron City. Yeah. I love Iron. That'd be great. I yeah, love it. The backyard podcast and have you swam in yet? Have you swam in the pool yet? Uh, this weekend, it, I think. I think. Oh, you're going weekend. to do it? Yeah, we. You're had, breaking it in. We just finished. It's it just yesterday. ready to go. Yeah. So. Damn. Wait, let's. I'm just calling your place now the Fazio Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sell. You got to sell passes to your club yeah. now. Can I get a? I can. I, I don't have to buy a pass. Can you're you? A li- me? You're a lifetime member. I'll tell you, I got a summer pass, the Fazio pool. <laughs> and you could play Yinzer Cornhole. We could play Yinzer right. Cornhole there. Right. The whole deal, man. Could I be a lifeguard? Y- yeah. I was a junior lifeguard. <laughs> I was. I went to Sarah Hines' house, which was wow. like a community center on Northside, still there. Yeah. And uh, I passed the test to be a junior lifeguard, which I don't even know what that means. You sit in the shorter chair. I sit in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sat in a little, sh- I sat in a little <laughs> short chair. The junior lifeguard, I guess that meant I wasn't quite qualified to save from someone, but I was qualified to yell and get someone, I guess. That meant. <laughs> like, I'd know what to do if I did happen to save you, but I, I didn't quite, yeah, I would not, not qualify for whistles or anything like that. But I had to do a lot of swimming to pass it, so I could be your junior lifeguard. Okay. I mean, it's only four feet. I can handle that. Yeah. I'm six feet tall, so I could pretty much stand. <laughs> so I, junior lifeguards qualified enough, right. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I got a mask, everything. Snorkel fins. Oh, the nice. whole, can I bring my fins and mask? Yeah. You got to okay. do the uh, slow like, motion Hasselhoff run. I got that down. Down the backyard. I got it down. <laughs> I'm good at the, I got the Baywatch stuff down. <laughs> now, I just want to do like Jacques Cousteau stuff and swim, you know, oh, yeah. like I'm on some expedition in your pool, your four foot <laughs> pool. Some underwater stuff. Yeah, you got to throw some coins in or something. Yeah. You, you got to amuse me, Todd. I'm sure the kids will Keep have going. plenty of things in me there and for you to will yeah, we'll, we'll go on a diving expedition. <laughs> me and little Vinny, man. Kids, I love it. Uh, but wait, hey, Dick, thanks for coming down. Hang yeah. with us, brother. It's great to be here at Blues. Yeah, Blues. Yeah. Fun, fun show, man. A lot of fun seeing you, bud. Yeah. Appreciate it. Todd, the Fazio pool party. We're all ready. we got to get ready for a pool party yeah, now. Yeah, we got to get some pierogies and Oh, God. It's, some iron. This is going to be serious. Yeah, you, gotta, you guys got to come, man. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. It's Jim Crenn. No restrictions. No restrictions.